Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is a very special episode 77 because we are celebrating the Strictly Anime two-year anniversary with a special Q&A. There will be light spoilers I mean, we're going to try not to spoil. We're going to spoil our lives. Yeah, we're going to spoil our <laughs> lives, but we're going to try not to spoil uh, any of the anime that come up in this discussion, but just in case you've been warned. <laughs> well, that's it. We did it. We made it to two years. Oh, so, there you can see. Oh, well, that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Two whole years of Strictly Anime as of March 1st. That's kind of crazy to think. We've we've come a long way. What's this? What's the, the saying? We've come a long way, baby. <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> You've come a long way, baby. What what is the fucking line? <laughs> I don't know. Is that from a movie? I don't know. When I Google it, it comes up in a lot of different contexts. So I think it's a phrase. You've come a long way, baby. All right. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard that. I don't know where it comes from, but I feel like that's kind of common. Anyway. I feel like it's a, like a Patrick Swayze quote. Probably. <laughs> well, anyway, here we are. Two years um, as of March first, it's it's insane to think that we've we've been around for two whole years, especially because our start on Strictly Anime was kind of interesting. Strictly Anime was our first podcast here at the Strictly series, and because I didn't, I don't think we started JoJo until October, like that following October, yeah, or November maybe. Because I think that we started Strictly JoJo after we got or like we upgraded our mics. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I guess a little bit of history on how we got our start. If you haven't ventured over to our first couple of episodes ever on Strictly Anime, they're probably cringe as fuck, but we're going to leave them up there anyway. Um, So we, like a lot of podcasts, kind of were birthed from the pandemic because everyone was home and had a lot of time on their hands. Although um, we had been thinking about making an anime podcast for quite some time before that we just hadn't gotten around to it until we were all stuck in our homes thinking hey now's a great time to do that but the reason we wanted to start strictly anime or start a a podcast uh, in general was because we whenever we watch something especially a movie we found that the two of us were constantly talking in depth about it like we would leave a marvel movie and we wouldn't just be like hey that was good. We would sit in the car and the whole way that home. That movie was good. <laughs> that painting is good. Uh, we would sit in the car the whole way home discussing the movie in depth and about how it you know, links to the overall Marvel universe or how the character development um, played out. And after a while, I was kind of like, why don't we do this on a regular basis? And I think that was coupled with the fact that you, Carl, were looking for more of a creative outlet because your job is probably the least creative in existence. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. So it was a perfect blend. Like the, the stars kind of aligned for us to say, let's just do this thing. And I was also kind of looking for um, an excuse, not an excuse, but a motivation to get back into watching more anime than I was watching because I really missed just being deep into the anime industry and, and the culture. So that that's how we decided to start the podcast. How did we come up with the Strictly series? Like the name of it? Yeah, because I think it was just around the fact that we only watch anime. We strictly watch anime. Yeah, I think we had brainstormed a couple ideas. And you, I think it was something that you had always wanted to, like you envisioned having something with Strictly in it. Uh, because of the fact that, again, we... 
That's my. That's funny because we 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 kind of re- read manga along this whole podcast journey, but at the base of it, we've always just been strictly anime in our discussions about about stories and and the shows. Obviously, the shows that we're watching. So yeah, because I I wa- I read probably one maybe two manga a year. That's the extent of my my manga knowledge, and I don't even really enjoy manga no offense to manga readers like i i totally understand why that would be exciting <laughs> you know i just don't read in general i don't like reading books and stuff so reading manga to me is like not exciting you know, this reminds me of i don't know where i found this meme it might have been on facebook but there there was a meme that says manga readers when they are imagining action sequences that they're reading on the page and i think it it seems from dragon ball z where the characters are like thinking really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, no offense to manga readers, but that always comes to mind whenever you know I watch a show like uh, Attack on Titan or Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen, where you have these glorious action sequences, and I think to myself like, how how do manga readers enjoy this? It's probably just like two panels. <laughs> I think for me, I'm not a creative person. I'm not an imaginative person. I'm very much an analytical person, which is why reviewing anime is such a great um, a great thing for me. So reading a manga, I can't push my imagination to envision what the scene would play out like in real life or if it were in full color and motion. So I love anime because they take care of all that for me. I just have to sit there and watch it and, and analyze it. So yeah, props to you manga readers for being able to do that because I can't imagine, like I think about Demon Slayer, how I've seen some comparisons to the manga panels and then the fight scenes. I'm like, I don't know how you get from point A to point B. Like I just, to me that I don't understand how you get there. Like I need to see point B, which is the anime adaptation where the fight scene is fully done in color and like is epic and amazing. Cause on a manga panel, I just can't envision or imagine how that would be epic. I think anime and maybe just TV in general has spoiled us because I used to read avidly when I was younger. Again, I, I would read like the Harry Potter books and those were just chock full of things that you really had to imagine like before at least the movies came out. And now it's it's hard for me to just pick up a book. I think I read like one or two books a year now as well as like with manga. Like I remember sometimes I would put on like soundtracks that I think would have fit with the ambiance of a book just to help me get my creative juices flowing in again picturing these sequences in my head but that's that's better than me because i cannot sit down and read a book it's it's so difficult for me and the only thing that motivates me to pick up a manga and read it which half the time i usually end up dropping it anyway is just my impatience because i'm a binge watcher i need to know what happens next i hate cliffhanger so when an anime ends and we're not sure if we're going to get another season i'll pick up the manga because i need to know what happens next not because i want to enjoy mm. the story i just want to know what happens next so once i find out what happens next even if i haven't finished the story i'll drop the manga so i that's just how i am um also props to you manga readers for being able to wait as long as you have to sometimes for like the next chapter to be released like that's that's very difficult for me because again i'm impatient but long story short that's how we landed on the title strictly anime because i'm like i only watch anime i strictly watch anime um and kind of thinking about that i was like that sounds catchy strictly anime sounds catchy and we knew that we wanted to have at least one other podcast to start, or at least uh, soon after launching Strictly Anime. So then we came up with the Strictly series because it's a series of podcasts that we we have here. Yeah, and actually, 
fun fact, and we probably shared this on our earlier podcast. We actually had a strictly gaming podcast for like a hot minute. We yeah. had one episode <laughs> about um, Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was live for maybe a couple months, and then we decided to take it down and make it private because we figured we wouldn't have enough time and resources to dedicate to like doing those kind of gaming discussions and reviews as much as we were able to do with anime um and that kind of branched off into strictly jojo now which jojo is one of the anime that we love with a passion and so from there we decided you know why don't we just review jojo episodes like episode by episode um and so that's where i think with us having the strictly name it allows us to kind of branch into these different categories um to create a sort of network which i think is kind of like our, our branding essentially right so that's something that opens up potential doors in the future if again we have the bandwidth to do other podcasts such as strictly gaming i think we had an idea for like strictly movies or I don't know something like strictly coin collecting. <laughs> I know we've we've gotten this before. People are like, you should start strictly hentai. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Shout out to Yukon fam. Yeah. We've gotten that one a number of times. We'll see. You know, we'll keep that one in the back of our head. But I think it was smart for us to make strictly JoJo um, a separate podcast because we love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I don't think. I don't think we would feel satisfied doing just like like uh, our our seasonal type of reviews. We wanted to go really in depth and do our episodic reviews of JoJo, and that would just overtake strictly anime if we were to try and combine mm-hmm. the two. So we figured let's make that a separate podcast dedicated to JoJo and anyone who wants to hear specifically about JoJo because we have a lot to say about that show. But in terms of how we like actually started strictly anime this was again march 2019 2020 2020 um we didn't have anything we had like a blue snowball mic one that's like really old because i Mm -hmm. had it from a long time ago and we just set up a tray table in our closet because that was the room that had the best soundproofing with all the clothing around. God, it was it got hot in there. Yeah, it was a tiny <laughs> a tiny walk-in closet with just all of our stuff everywhere. And we had a tray table and two folding chairs. And then we plugged the blue snowball mic into the outlet into the computer. No, and just I had. Yeah. I had to run an extension cord because there was no outlet inside the closet itself. And so I had to run an extension cord to a nearby outlet in another room. Like under the door over to the yeah. outlet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, plug that into the computer, then have the, the blue snowball set up to the computer. It was really janky. Yeah, but we made it work. I mean, that's kind of how most podcasts or YouTube channels or whatever start yeah, is with like, whatever you have around. <laughs> like they always say Apple was started in a garage. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> great things from small, what is it? Uh, greatness comes from small beginnings. And so the Strictly series started in a closet, literally in a closet. And then eventually we um, rearranged one of our rooms to be our dedicated podcast room, which also serves half as like my my office for my work outside of the podcast. And we got um, like soundproofing panels from one of our friends who worked at a place where their studio was getting rid of them. And we were like, this is perfect. We need them. So now we've got them up on the wall. We've got a dedicated desk slash table for our podcasting setup um, where we have like our microphones here, our headphones here. We can look at each other while we're talking. 
Um, we even have a little display area of our figures. And maybe now's a good time to share a picture of that. We'll we'll drop a picture mm. of our podcast setup in the Discord. So if you're not part of the Discord server, the link will be in, dis- in the description. So make sure you join that to see the picture and all the other fun stuff that we've got there. But yeah, I think it'd be fun to finally show what, what this, this room looks like. It's still a work in progress, but I, I feel like it's way more official than a closet. <laughs> yeah, and, and way less stuffier. I think it's it's funny that we uh we have kept the like our initial trailer for the Strictly series. I think it was like a twenty minute trailer. Um, it's still available. I'm pretty sure on all the podcast streaming platforms. It's not like a trailer. It's like an introductory episode. Episode zero, I guess yeah. you could call it. And I don't know if people flock to that first when they stumble upon our god podcast. i hope not <laughs> i hope not sometimes i want to get rid of it but i'm like nah i think it's it's telling of our journey to yeah. have everything stay as it is no I, I think that's why i appreciate it that it's still up there because you can tell like we we i didn't we didn't have the strictly jingle as we do now which i created just out of garage band um we took it from a, a youtube channel that um offered like royalty for your copyright free music I'm pretty sure I always and the podcast was like special shout out to Super Newt Ensemble because you know, that was the <laughs> artist who put that together. Uh, and you could tell like we had no idea what we were doing. We were just like, okay, this is strictly anime. Guys, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. Okay, <laughs> this is a journey every single day. Well, no, I think like now we're we're more animated in our discussions, whereas back then we were still a little bit tedious, a little bit shy. Um, but I think I like that we we kept it up there, and hopefully that's that's kind of like a an inspiration for other other people out there who are thinking of starting a podcast, but they're not sure. Again, we kind of started from from basically nothing, but we've grown to have like even though this is episode seventy seven, I'd say we'd have like hundreds of episodes by now. Not hundreds. Well, okay, our actual episode count. Um, is probably just shy of 100, but our episode numbers are not at 100. We're in the 70s because Attack on Titan is not counted under like our normal episode listing. So yeah, I think this will be um, just over 100 actual episodes at Strictly Anime, but still in the 70s in terms I of mean, our count. Combining with Strictly JoJo, we've recorded probably hundreds of episodes now. I don't know. I don't keep Strictly count. JoJo is at like 30 episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're at, we're at 40 episodes or so in Strictly JoJo. So not hundreds, but I hope we'll get there someday. <laughs> I, moral of the story is don't let your dreams be dreams. And... Don't let your your memes be dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because um, again, we, we came from humble beginnings, but this is like, look where we at, we are at now. And there's still a ways to go, but I think it's nice for us to revel in two years of this journey yeah and i think um going back to our our start we were actually a bi-weekly podcast for quite quite a while for several months not even we were almost like a monthly podcast i want to say because we had episodes scattered maybe it was bi-weekly but i just remember we had episodes every now and then um we actually started with like the later half of my hero season four yeah we did episodic yeah and I would just grab the summaries off of like TV tropes instead of creating them myself, which I find helpful now because it, it kind of jogs my memory of what we've we've watched and it helps me remember certain characters' names by 
giving them stupid nicknames or whatever. But then we realized doing episodic for every single anime is literally impossible. Yeah. Um, so then we decided to move to our format where um, we we break apart season. So we do a whole season or a season in two parts if it's longer than 12 episodes. Usually it's like 12 episode batches um, and talk about anime that way. And yeah, I feel like that's a much more comfortable format for us because it, it gives us the ability to be as analytical and, and deep dive as much as we enjoy doing, but also make it digestible for listeners where we're not getting too granular with, with anime. We're not focusing too much on an anime. We have a nice variety because we can talk about different shows. And I know our tagline has always been by casuals for casuals. I think Otaku Host Club talked to us about this in their recent episode. And I think so did we Brian were. from TV Trivia Pod. Yeah, where we could, I think we've, they've said like we can kind of graduate from the, <laughs> the casual level now since we've watched more than a handful of anime. But I think what I like about our discussions is even though we've watched, I know you've watched more anime than anyone can shake a finger at, like we still try to keep our conversations at a at a level that both weebs and maybe again casual fans, like people who have picked up a certain anime, even if they aren't particularly into anime, they can still enjoy our discussions and our conversations without this air of like elitism. Right. Yeah, we're not anime elites. That that's for sure. We want to be as um, you know, kind of accessible to as many fans, as many type of fans as possible. But I think there was a big shift in our podcast with episode twenty because that's when that's around the time that we no, that is the time that we got our upgraded microphones, our better setup, um, just everything was nicer and and better and upgraded starting with episode 20 so that that was um i think a big milestone for us and then we eventually moved to weekly episodes at strictly anime but we're still at bi-weekly for strictly jojo aside from the stone ocean review series and yeah it's been it's been working well for us i i think it's a it's nice to be in a weekly format because we get to talk about even more anime and um have more episodes out more often it's a lot of editing, though. It I'm is. It's lie. a lot of social <laughs> media and, you know, scheduling and all sorts of stuff, but we enjoy it. It's, yeah, if you're passionate about something, the hard, hard work is always worth it. Definitely. Definitely. So let's jump into some questions um, because we have a slew of questions. Thank you to everyone who submitted a question, um, either via the Discord or Instagram or Twitter we really appreciate it. Um, we're we're having a lot of fun reviewing these questions and preparing for this discussion. Yeah, I was thinking of having a chew high beer while I, <laughs> while I answer these questions because some of these are just so ridiculous. But we're recording this on a Sunday, and I don't want to wake up hungover for work the next day. Uh, but yeah, some of these questions are, are great, and some of them are just downright bizarre <laughs> <laughs> bizarre is a good word for it but we thought we'd start with some common questions that we've gotten that were not submitted as part of um this uh anniversary q a but again like people have asked us this in the past so we thought you know if, if it's a common question maybe it'd be worth it to to answer it so um one of the ones that we get often is how how did you two meet how did we meet because I don't know if everyone realizes um, that we are married. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're, we're married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a kind of funny story. You like to start off like in college. We actually met before college. While you were still a, f 
a senior in high school? Yeah. So how this is weird to explain, but um, yeah, I was a senior in high school. And my I swear I'm not a predator, guys. Okay, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm only I'm only what three years older than you. Yeah, two and a half, I guess. Um, but yeah, I was a senior in high school, and my sister, um, four years my senior, she was a senior in college, and we were both part of our like respective cultural Filipino like dance clubs, and uh, it was the towards the end of summer um, of my senior year, and she had asked me if I could fill in for a dancer uh, for one of her college filipino clubs routines and so i was like okay sure and so i ended up going to the practices and i ended up partnering with courtney and this was kind of our first interaction although there really was no interaction i don't think we like <laughs> talk to each other we just dance with each other yeah. and we didn't talk or acknowledge each other because i'm sure you were probably like why am i being partnered with this high school kid <laughs> basically like, what, I, I don't think i ever asked like what was going through your head when my sister partnered the both of us up i was kind of like who is this kid and why do i have to be the one to dance with him because mm. <laughs> we were dancing banco and that's a very difficult and risky dance Sayal and, banco. and i was nervous that you're gonna drop my ass like four <laughs> stories down <laughs> yeah this, for, for context Sayal banco is a filipino cultural dance where like the dancers dance atop benches and they keep stacking benches so you're dancing on higher levels until it makes like a pyramid and i was the smallest dancer so of course i'm all the way up top not that you were dancing with me at the top mm -hmm. but i was like i'm already putting my ass on the line here being like what six benches high it was super super high um and uh yeah i was like i'm i'm gonna get dropped here but it's okay you did a good job we, we did well yeah and so we did the performance and we that was it. Like we yeah, never we never it. talked to each other again <laughs> until you joined um, our university. The and... same college that my sister went to. Yeah, and then we got to know each other through some of our other friends. And then at a specific party that one of our friends was uh, was hosting, I heard through the grapevine that you were a big SpongeBob fan. Well, I am also a big SpongeBob fan, so I needed to gauge your level of spongebob love so we had a spongebob quote off for mm -hmm. like what felt like at least two hours we just kept going and going and going yeah <laughs> where we would recite a quote from an episode and we would challenge the other person to name the episode that that quote was from and i feel like we might be a little bit rusty now because it's been such a long time since we've like sat down and watched spongebob but yeah that was pretty intense and a lot of our friends were like listening in and you know it's kind of like watching a rap battle or something like something like an eight mile rap battle it would be like if someone said jojo quotes and then you had to like name the part or the character that said it but with spongebob instead in yeah. episodes it was a lot of fun and after that i was like okay Maybe this guy's not so bad. And then we, I don't know, we hung out a lot more. We got to know each other better. And then the rest is history. So that's how we met through dancing and SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Very romantic. Like a like a romantic slice of life anime. <laughs> we'll make an anime out of our story. Um, next question that we get somewhat often is, what are your jobs outside of podcasting? Man, y'all trying to dox us or something? <laughs> um, to keep it, I guess, brief, I work in human resources. And I, as Courtney alluded to earlier, work in an occupation that is probably the driest occupation 
you could think of, which is accounting. <laughs> yeah, clearly um, we, we're fine with our jobs, but they're not our passion in life. And I think some people are surprised when they hear that Carl is in accounting because he's a very creative individual. Um, very, I ask myself that sometimes. <laughs> very musically inclined. <laughs> um, and then people are surprised by me because I – I swear a lot. I have very crude humor, especially if you know me outside of the podcast, and I work in human resources. Although, to be fair, a lot of people in HR are pretty lax about that stuff. Like, we probably swear more than all the other departments in a company. (laughs) After all the shit we have to deal with, (laughs) it's not surprising. You probably hear a lot of the weird stories, and you have to have, like, that sort of personality to deal with it. (laughs) And I think that plays into the fact that I'm very analytical, and I try to be of course objective in my my day job so it it ties in nicely like i i enjoy it it's not that i i hate my job or anything but again it's not my passion hr is not my passion anime is my passion as you can probably tell and then another question that we get um we're called the strictly series do you have plans to add more podcasts to your lineup um yeah as we talked about earlier strictly gaming has always been something that existed for a hot moment and then went back to being on the top of our list I could see us maybe even making another podcast dedicated to a specific anime, uh, maybe like a wrong, a, a long, a wrong, a long running anime like Gintama. I could see doing like strictly Gintama. That would be fucking cool. I don't know. You haven't or watched st- it yet, but strictly hentai. <laughs> strictly hentai. That's still an option, I guess. Who knows? Maybe that could be like a, a Patreon uh, exclusive yeah, for people who are really. I really want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> I even thought maybe we could expand and do like a, a newscast um, just to keep up with the anime industry and, and all the fun stuff that's oh, I, going on. I thought you meant like an actual newscast. Like Hell s- no. Strictly action news. Hell no. <laughs> like an anime related newscast of sorts um, where we can stay on top of all the fun anime news. But yeah, there are definitely plans to add more podcasts down the road to the Strictly series of podcasts. I think it's just dependent on really our bandwidth and our ability to do so, which leads into the next question that we get pretty often, which is what do you hope for for the future of your podcast in the Strictly series? And honestly, I would love to make this our full-time job. Like that's, I think that's the the ultimate goal is being able to do something related to your passion. Anime is our passion and we love talking in depth and analyzing anime. So to do this podcast as like our, our full blown job where we can quit HR and we can quit accounting, that would be fucking amazing. That would be (laughs) absolutely amazing. Um, So we're, we're working hard. We're grinding. We're, we're trying to grow strictly anime and strictly Jojo um, as much as possible. And none of this would be possible without any of you listening right now. Everyone who supports us on our Patreon, everyone who's part of our discord and, and interacts with us on Instagram and Twitter and reaches out to us in any way, shape or form. We appreciate all of you because yeah, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Yeah, I guess as an offshoot of that, like I, I aspire for our podcast to grow into like a a strong community, and it doesn't have to be like a a community of like thousands or millions of listeners, uh, but just a tight knit community. And you kind of see that again with the the Discord and with all of the users who have been interacting with us on social media. Um, just having that sort of like family like atmosphere. And even in our collaborations with other podcasts, um, that sort of community as well. Uh, I think we talked about this with like Anime Brothers yeah. and Otaku Host Club, kind of embodying that same 
sort of community that like the Annie YouTubers have, um, where we like again we're, we all kind of support and uplift one another while building this this strong base. Um, so yeah, all of that is not possible as Courtney said without your guys' support. So in our two-year journey it's it's been great to have you with us along the way yeah i again to to kind of echo what you said i i agree the community is probably the most exciting part of it i can't tell you how excited we get when someone sends us a message or sends us an email um or every time we get a discord notification we're just so excited to see what people have to say and even if it's not related to our podcast just being able to talk about anime with other anime fans that's that's really I think what what keeps us going at the end of the day and yeah i i seriously appreciate everyone that we've had the opportunity to collab with um in the anime podcaster community you guys are all absolutely amazing um and we we love you all and yeah it's it's just nice to have a community of such wonderful people who are all striving toward the same thing but helping each other along the way and that's crazy in itself too like i would have never imagined collaborating with folks like all the way out on the East Coast or even across the pond, like with our friends at Anime Headliners who are based in the UK. Like, Let's give everyone a shout out. Let's yeah. do this. So um, I actually have uh, a list because I, I never want to forget any any episode we've ever been on uh, because you know I love to think back to all the amazing people that we've met. So we have um, Weebcast was our, our first collab that we did. Then we were on um, Common Ride With Me which was fun talking about tokusatsu we've that's like totally new to me but that was mm -hmm. a lot of fun um otaku melancholy tv trivia pod was a unique one because we got to do the office trivia anime headliners anime brothers podcast and then more recently we collabed with otaku host club podcast you guys are all amazing thank you for for joining us and letting us be on your podcast yes, thank you it's it's great and we hope to to have you guys join us even more all right, so now moving from the general questions to, oh, geez, <laughs> all the questions that we've received <laughs> from our patrons and, and from our Strictly family. Um, so we'll start off with a round of audio questions that we received from one of our patrons. Yes, thank you, KK, for submitting your audio question. You are brave, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. So here's here's what KK submitted via Patreon. Hey, guys, it's uh, KK. I'm here to give you guys my audio recording of my questions. So here it goes. <clears throat> so first question I have is, can I get a, oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, my God. I never thought I'd say that on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First question down. Next. Second question. Who are your number one waifus and or husbandos and why? Ooh, this is a fun one. So number one, waifus and or husbandos and why? So does this mean one of each? I did I one feel of like, each. Okay, I thought you were going to have like five in each category. No, I was good. I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna pick one waifu and one husbando. So do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. So my number one husbando is Gintoki from Gintama. He's hilarious. He's a bit sundere at times, but he's also reliable and a good character who puts others before himself when it counts. Like he's the perfect blend of funny and like cool. So I just, I love him. He's the complete package. 
And as far as waifus go, I've never actually had a true waifu before. There's been female characters that I really like that I've, but I've never really been like my my waifu. However, I think I may have found my waifu in Madian from My Dress Up Darling. I don't want to commit until the season is done, but so far, like she's sweet, energetic, friendly, and best of all, she isn't ashamed to show her love of like anime and cosplay. Plus, her voice actor is incredible. Incredible. So I just, I love everything about Madine. And if My Dress Up Darling wraps up nicely, I think she may become my waifu. I figured you'd love her too because she's a cosplayer. She's so fun. <laughs> like her character is just so, um, what do you call it? Like her energy is so contagious. I, I enjoy, I love the, the show first of all, but she's one of my favorite parts. Well, my choices will be interesting because I think they're the complete opposite of yours. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, so my number one husbando, and I think this should come as no surprise to anyone who's listened to the Strictly Anime podcast. It's Levi Ackerman from Attack on Titan. Wow, surprise, surprise. Yeah, day one husbando. I, I don't know. Like, I just love his calm and cooling nature. Uh, I guess you could call he could categorize him as a, a kudere. Right? Yeah, I can see that. But even you know behind that stoic facade is is a, a raging animal. <laughs> like, I thought you were with, gonna say like a raging horny guy or something. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe that too. Like he, um, he's like his prowess on the battlefield and um, the action sequences we've seen him on the show just make me love him even more. Um, despite his short stature as well. Uh, all of this as I'm looking at a, a new figure of Levi that arrived for me in the mail um, Just earlier today, this morning. actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Levi is my number one husbando. Again, I think a 180 from your Gintoki. And I think my number one waifu is also a complete 180 from your Marin because it's Komi-san. Oh. <laughs> Komi can't communicate. Uh you you talk about like the voice actor for Marine just having so much or like putting so much energy into her role. The one for Comey has only said like a few lines and the rest of it is just her <laughs> stuttering. Um But those are some great stutters, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Very crisp and clear. Um I think who was it? Matt from Otaku Melancholy thought like I, I mentioned like I loved Comey when we were doing our crunchy roll awards um episode and <laughs> i was like is it because she doesn't talk at all <laughs> um which maybe because <laughs> you uh, got me over here yapping away <laughs> but i think what i love about comey is you know even though she is perceived as beautiful by her classmates and they consider her a goddess she doesn't let any of that go to her head and i guess it's kind of similar with marion like she's she's still down to earth she still has a heart of gold um, and is always striving to kind of see the best in people while also trying to see the best in herself as she grows in her journey to open up to others and, and communicate more. Um, so, yeah, I think if I were ever to to get a, a like, waifu figure, it wouldn't be any of, like, the busty ones that you see. Except Maureen. Okay. <laughs> she has those titty physics that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, Komi is just such a pure waifu for me. Um, so I think, like, her and probably Mikasa, I would get figures of. And I know there's a Nendoroid figure that just came out for Komi. That would probably be the only Nendoroid figure, I, Nendoroid figure I would ever buy. Um just because Comey's just so wholesome. 
It is a cute Nendoroid. You should get that one. Well, there you go. There's our waifus and husbandos. Next question. Third question. What anime character do you want to have a sexual relations with? Okay, wait. wait so- <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> you want to have... Asexuals or, or asexual or asexual relations. So okay, if you're asking about asexual relations, which by definition means not having sexual feelings toward others, then I guess it would be Best Boy Ein from Cowboy Bebop or Best Boy Gon from Hunter Hunter because those are some of my favorite characters. Um, if you're asking who I would want to have sexual relations with, then I don't know Gintoki from Gintama or maybe. Ooh. Hawk from Yona of the Dawn, because he's he's a beefcake. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, to tie back to SpongeBob, I remember hearing it was on the SpongeBob movie DVD. They had like a special feature where they were doing like a documentary on sea creatures. I think with Jacques Cousteau and Steven Hillenburg um, narrating, and they said that sea sponges are asexual. So would SpongeBob be your answer if the question is asexual well, he's relations? Not a, he's not an anime character. <laughs> Unless you count um, that YouTube video that someone all made. All <laughs> right, that's true. So he is technically an anime character. But I guess if we're going the asexual route, as KK mentioned, mine would be Aizawa from My Hero. Uh, oh, Eraserhead? Yeah, Eraserhead. Because <laughs> we could just you know, cuddle up in bed, but not to like... To make love to each other, not in just, bed in his uh, his sleeping his bag. sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, we could all we could just pile together in one sleeping bag, but we could just sleep next to each other for as long as we want because it seems like that's all he wants to do. <laughs> um, I guess <laughs> to have a sexual relations, um, I had a male and a female character, Jotaro. <laughs> first Hello, of all, oh yeah, uh, he can sit on me all day. <laughs> Uh, or, you know, he could make that bridge and I'll just lay on the him. The Jotaro Bridge. <laughs> I guess female, probably be Faye, Faye Valentine from Bebop, the femme fatale, although she could she would probably steal my money afterwards. So <laughs> Those are good ones. I like that. <laughs> All right, next question. Fourth question. Do you guys ever plan to visit Japan again? If so, when? And will you guys do an episode about it? Oh, I've always thought about that, like reflecting on our first trip. But if we eventually go to Japan again, reflecting on that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So the first time I've been to Japan a few times, the first time we went together was for our honeymoon. And I told you how fun it is. And I actually cried on the bus ride (laughs) from Narita Airport to Shinjuku. I just like looked out the window and I was so happy to be back that I started tearing up. Um, And that was a lot of fun. So then we, I think we may have mentioned it here on on the podcast before, but in case we haven't, we actually had um, tickets to go to the Tokyo Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, We had several event tickets already secured, including archery. I think we had fencing, or maybe our friends had fencing, basketball three-on-three. Mm-hmm. Um, what else Equestrian. Did we have? Yeah, equestrian dressage, because we were so desperate to get any tickets to any events that we just grabbed that one. And I heard in the rec- in the uh, postponed Olympics that they held last year, U.S. equestrian dressage had one of its best years in history. Which I think was the actual <laughs> date and time we were supposed to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the archery one, I was so excited. I'm, I'm so glad we, or I was so glad that we got those tickets. But then, of course, the pandemic hit. They postponed the Tokyo Olympics to the following year. And then when we got close to the postponed dates, they ultimately said no spectators. So they refunded all of our event tickets. And then we had to cancel our flights, cancel our our, um, our hotels. 
So yeah, that was a big bummer. And because of that, because we've been anticipating going to Japan for like two, three years now, we are very eager to visit it again. We're hoping to do so, I don't know, like maybe winter this year or early next year if, you know, things calm down with the pandemic and if their borders are opened up again to regular tourists. But absolutely, we are hoping to visit Japan again. I think I actually have footage uh, like when i shot on my iphone hashtag shot on iphone of our stay in japan and also like because we stayed in both japan and the philippines for our honeymoon and i've always been meaning to like compile it together as like a like a slideshow or like a a short vlog um i just never had the the chance to um but i don't know that's that's kind of made me revisit that and see if i I'm able to put that together in the future. Well, in terms of KK's uh, secondary question to this, if we would ever do an episode about it, I think absolutely yeah. we would. I would love to talk all about our trip um, in a podcast episode and you know share our experiences with everybody. And that way people who plan to visit as well can have some ideas for, for their own trips. And maybe we would even do some sort of like short video clip. Travel that we could, vlog. Yeah, like a, a mini <laughs> vlog that we could put on, we could share on like Instagram or we could share in the Discord or maybe we could start a Strictly Series YouTube channel just to have that one video sitting there. I don't know. But we would totally be open to that. You know, fingers crossed that we can, we can go visit Japan sometime soon. Yeah, I've been craving Yoshinoya. For the longest time. <laughs> Yoshinoya of all things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although um, our local Japanese grocery store, Mitsua, they sell the frozen um, gyu, gyudon. Or not the, the rice. Like but the like actual the, beef. Yeah. For anyone who's not familiar with Yoshinoya, it's a chain restaurant in Japan that sells. They're mo- most known for their gyudon, like their beef bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're kind of on the fast food side of things. So you could like stumble in there at I don't know, three in the morning drunk, which is what we did, and yeah. order a gyudon and have that it, as wonderful drunk yeah, food. Yeah, it hit the spot. I loved getting Yoshinoya. <laughs> so yeah, we can we can plan that as part of our future trip to Japan. But yes, if, if we go to Japan, when we go to Japan next, we will definitely share that experience with all of our listeners. Also the 7-Elevens. I'm sorry, I'm just like remembering <laughs> all the, the fun things I loved about Japan. The next question we have um, comes from, actually, these next slew of questions come from our Discord server. Um, Again, if you're interested in our Discord server, the link is in the description so you can join. Um, The first one comes from CK. (laughs) Oh, CK. Oh, CK. So CK asks, with the sunset of Attack on Titan this year, do you foresee any new or upcoming franchises having similar success? Do you think any of them have the potential to match the popularity of Attack on Titan? Very interesting question, CK, seeing as I don't think you watch anime, <laughs> um, but I, I'm glad that you are aware of the the behemoth that is Attack on Titan. Um, the Titan that is Attack the, on Titan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Honestly, I can't think of an anime right now that has that same level of like worldwide appeal as Attack on Titan is. I would say... Maybe my hero or Demon Slayer are, but not on that same level at all. I would say so. I agree with you in terms of worldwide appeal on my hero, but I think my hero is nowhere near as epic as Demon mm-hmm. Slayer and Attack on Titan. Like I think it's like Attack on Titan is like number one. And then if you had to have a number two, it'd be Demon Slayer, but with a pretty sizable gap between those two. And then number three would be my hero, just from like the from like namesake. I 
I want my hero to be better. Like it's I I want it to be as good as it was in the beginning. Um, but I feel like it's still not as epic and as well written as like Demon Slayer or Attack on Titan. Although manga readers have been hyping season five up like crazy. They also didn't they also hype yeah, up they season all, four? And I was kind of like, I yeah. don't know. Every season is like, oh, or no, not season four. High. Season five is the most recent one. Yeah, they were hyping up season no. five. Or was season four? Oh wait, right. Season five is the most recent. So now they're hyping up season, season six. Six. But the, I was not as blown away by season five as I thought I would be based on the hype. But who knows? I, I have hopes for season six. But anyway, yeah, I agree with you there. I would say the closest franchises are going to be Demon Slayer and um, My Hero. And as far as upcoming anime, people are talking a lot about Chainsaw Man. Mm. But I don't know anything about it to make a, a judgment call on whether it would be at the level that Attack on Titan is at. Yeah, I think Attack on Titan is just so unique in that it, it is a shonen anime, but I think it expands beyond that where it the story has enough of an appeal, not just for anime fans, but just for other audiences, like the ones who are just into regular pop culture. And I can't think of... An anime again. I don't. I'm not aware of any manga that are upcoming. Uh, or will have upcoming anime adaptations that have that same level of appeal in its story as Attack on Titan does. Attack on Titan will go down as an anime classic, and I feel like inevitably an anime will come along that is better than Attack on Titan, even if it takes years or decades. Because you think about Code Geass, like that ended, and we were all like. There will never be an anime greater than Code Geass. And then Attack on Titan was like, allow me to introduce myself. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, several years later, but, you know, then Attack on Titan came to the fray and we were like, holy shit, this is the greatest anime of all time. So it's going to be a tough task to top Attack on Titan. But I feel like at some point, inevitably, there will be an anime that comes along that is greater than Attack on Titan, that is more well-written, perhaps, than Attack on Titan, um, because we experienced that again with Code Geass. Yeah, it's going to be like that conversation in sports where people always argue whether or not Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time in the NBA. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. For the millennials, it's like a definite yes. And for us from Chicago, yes. yes. Um, but, you know, we, we've had players along the way, like LeBron, I'm sure, is in the running. Um, so it'll always be like a cont- like a contested thing, but going back to the anime industry, who knows? Maybe in the next five, ten years, we'll see something as epic as Attack on Titan that just brings the world together. Next set of questions we have comes from Classy Ulysses. So their first question is, favorite TV show when you guys were kids? For me, if we're talking anime, it would have to be Pokemon and Inuyasha. If we're talking non-anime, it was probably Teen Titans and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Hmm. I don't think I had any anime, like favorite anime growing up. That's okay. You're a late bloomer. This. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think you could consider Pokemon an anime. I didn't watch Pokemon religiously, um, but I guess some of my favorite TV shows uh, growing up, because before we had cable, um, PBS Kids here in the States, my favorite show was Arthur. Arthur the Aardvark, which just wrapped up its 25th season, or wrapped up the whole series. Like, the the final episode aired last week, and I remember they were streaming it on YouTube, and I was watching it. I didn't get, like, tears welled up because I haven't watched Arthur in years, but um, it's, it's like end of an era 
But yeah, Arthur had very good episodes. Um, SpongeBob, of course. Oh my God, how did I forget SpongeBob? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Son- SpongeBob, 100. <laughs> percent I can't like, believe I forgot to, to yeah. add that. Going from the wholesome uh, coming-of-age stories of Arthur to the toilet humor of SpongeBob. Oh, but seasons <laughs> one through like three plus half of four. Yes. After that, it's it's garbage. We don't, we don't talk about anything after that. Uh, yeah, I think, and then just mostly uh, like Nick shows, Nickelodeon shows in general, like the Fairly Odd Parents I loved. Jimmy Neutron was a good one. Um, Capo Mikey, too, on Nicktoons, which I think... We talk, I talked about briefly in our anime origin stories, I think. Um, yeah, those were some of my favorite shows growing up. I also want to shout out um, South Park. I actually grew up on South Park. Like, I'm I'm weird, okay? Like, while Carl was over here growing up on, like, Arthur and wholesome, wholesome shows, I actually gravitated toward, towards things like Family Guy and South Park. And, like, I was always on – I was always, always watching Comedy Central, Adult Swim, and Spike TV when Spike TV was still around. So that's that's how I grew up, okay? As you can see, how I am now. <laughs> that's That was my childhood. But next question, what's your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! show and card? I'm assuming, because I know there's a couple different like seasons or iterations of Yu-Gi-Oh! The one that I watched, the only one I watched, was like the Yu-Gi-Oh! that aired on 4Kids TV that all of us watched. I don't know like what the technical name for it is, but like it's the Yu-Gi-Oh! with like Joey Wheeler and all that shit. Um, and Seto Kaiba. So that's the one that I know of. Um, and I would say my favorite card was Dark Magician, just because I liked the character design or the card design for Dark Magician. So yeah, I don't know. Just, I like that one, I guess. Uh, I'll be honest. I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, man. <laughs> so I can't, I can't attest to my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! show. Favorite card? The only one I've ever heard of the most is Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> so I'll just go with that. <laughs> Next question, which anime, book, movie, or TV show world would you like to live in for the rest of your life? I would have to say probably my hero, but with Mm. the caveat that I just want a good quirk and then the option to live a normal life with it. That's one of the things I like about my hero, like that universe or that world, is that most people, like er almost everyone has quirks and most people are just regular people. You don't have to become a superhero or put your life at risk. You can just be a regular ass dude with a quirk. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Um, we kind of talked about this before. Or no, it was the anime powers we wish we had in real life. Um, one of that being quirks. So yeah, I would love to live in a world like my hero where we all have quirks. I definitely would not want to live in an Attack on Titan world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess the other world that I would have loved to live in is one like um, Harry Potter where you know magic comes to life and... You know, having being able to cast all those spells and incantations besides you know like the the killing curse the dementors the <laughs> what the fuck like, is that <laughs> that's that's the killing curse oh <laughs> spoiler I don't know. alert uh, which I think has been kind of trending on TikTok um, people reciting that um, so I would say those two worlds are like a Harry Potter world full of magic or my hero world of stupid quirks and if you're interested in our discussion on the anime powers we wish we had in real life that was episode 52 of strictly anime the next one is specific to you it says carl mm. rank your favorite batman movies and what's your favorite top two or three comic books slash stories very good question i think i've made it pretty apparent on our podcast that i 
or what my favorite superhero is Batman. Um, movies, I think I'm gonna go in backwards order. So I think top. I'm gonna do top three, right? Yeah, rank your favorite Batman. I'm gonna just do top three because it's been a while since I've seen like all the Batman movies. But I would say number three would be Batman Returns, which was Tim Burton's second Batman film. Is that the one with Kiss by a Rose? No. Oh. <laughs> or is it? Oh, I, I think it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me look this. I don't think it is actually. No, that's Batman Forever. Oh. That's. Um, I forget. Batman Forever was the one with George Clooney. The nipple suit. This is the extent of my Batman knowledge, no, by the way. I, I don't think that's the one with the nipple suit. Again, it's as you can tell, it's been so long. Val, Kim, Val Kilmer played Bruce Wayne in that one. Um, I think the nipple suit was the George Clooney one, which was Batman and Robin. Yeah, <laughs> Batman and Robin had the nipple suit. Batman Returns is the one with Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, I think that's... The one, like, I think that was probably the first Batman movie that I watched when I was younger. Um, and I just remember it was like it was super scary at the time, but um, I just loved it. And I think I had like the Super Nintendo game of Batman Returns that I just loved to play as well. It was like a beat em up. Um, so that's my number three. Number two is the animated movie uh, from Batman the Animated Series Mask of the Phantasm. That's another Batman movie that I grew up watching. Uh, that too is pretty dark, but it kind of deals with um, like a, a a former love of Bruce Wayne that's intertwined with like his origin as Batman. Um, and I remember watching that on VHS almost religiously throughout my childhood. And number one, no surprise, it's The Dark Knight which I think is the greatest superhero comic book film of all time um, just because it's so gritty, realistic, while still keeping true to the Batman mythos. And you know how many times I've referenced it in, in all the <laughs> uh, anime that we watch, trying to find Dark Knight references here and there. Uh, comic books, I'll be honest, I, I don't read a lot of comics, but I've picked up a couple batman ones after watching these movies um my two favorite ones are batman the long halloween um and the killing joke which i know were influences on the nolan batman films um killing joke in particular i just love the the dynamic that it's like the how the comic explores the dynamic between um batman and the joker although i know the dc animated film did not really do that story justice um, in the animation form. So, yeah, very good question. Next question is favorite quote from a movie or a show. For me, it's any quote from my favorite movies, Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2. Uh. <laughs> like I could name, I could sit here all day and, and quote Rush Hour. And in fact, usually in my daily life, I do quote Rush Hour all the time. Um, so I won't because it's, it's Rush Hour. If you know, you know. <laughs> It's hard to narrow down quotes. I, I, I have two, one of which is from Rush Hour. It's the one that Jackie Chan's character Lee 
It says that not being able to speak is not the same as not speaking. You seem as if you like to talk. I like to let people talk who like to talk. It makes it easier to find out how full of shit they are. <laughs> uh, my, that was a good <laughs> my second one is from SpongeBob. It's probably one of my most favorite quotes from the show. It's when Patrick says, the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. And then you go to his thought bubble and it's just... Uh, a carton of milk spilling over <laughs> i know I, I would have to say spongebob is one of my favorites as well and i think my favorite spongebob quote is um from one of the i think season one episodes it's from squidward the only time you see their backyards actually mm -hmm. um and squidward's like if i had a dollar for every brain you don't have i'd have one dollar and i don't know why <laughs> it just stuck with me forever <laughs> pretty sure that's the best friends episode it is because they're like blowing the bubbles to each other and squidward squidward um kind of like interjects his thoughts on behalf of the two of them to the other and he's he says that quote and i don't know why i just fucking love that quote <laughs> <laughs> or no it's naughty nautical neighbors oh man i gotta brush up on my spongebob again <laughs> and last question from classy ulysses favorite video game when you guys were kids for me easy legend of zelda ocarina of time all-time favorite game. I love the Legend of Zelda series. That was one of my first um, real gaming experiences when I was a kid. Granted, my parents bought us um, our N64 and got us GoldenEye, which was amazing. But like my real gaming experience was Ocarina of Time. Mine was an M-rated game oh. <laughs> that I played well before I was 17, and that was Grand Theft Auto 3 for the PS2 um and i like that just made me fall in love with gta and open world games from there um although like, it was interesting like my mom picking up the game from toys r us and the employee uh, being obliged to tell her like this is an m-rated game so that was that was a fun experience <laughs> next question comes from jd our good friend jd from anime brothers podcast hey jd he says congrats on two years you guys thank you thank you we appreciate that uh, my question is, if you only could watch one anime together for the rest of your lives, what would it be and why? I think this one's this one's probably an easy one. I, at first, I was like, oh, that's going to be tough to answer. But then I thought about it, and I was like, nah, There's, it's, yeah, it's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The one anime that we both love watching. <laughs> I, think, I think Cowboy Bebop could be a secondary one. But if we had to pick just one, it would be JoJo. Yeah, especially because Bebop only has like 26 episodes, and JoJo has six parts and counting and counting <laughs> next question comes from drew from between the gutters podcast um drew says congratulations on two years thank you thank you very much um who are your favorite anime directors um, and or writers studios or whatever category you prefer and what are some works of theirs you'd recommend so for me, I would say, I mean, immediately I'm going to say Araki and JoJo's Bizarre oh, Adventure. Boy. But if you would like another answer besides JoJo, it would be um, probably Shinichiro Watanabe with Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, Carolyn Tuesday, Kids on the Slope. Is that yours as well? Yeah, that's <laughs> I <mine> figured. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, I just love how he interweaves music into his projects. That's clear with the anime that Courtney mentioned, as as well as like just like more mature themes that you don't often get to see in anime, and I think that kind of appeals to a broader audience as well. And second question: How many hours of anime do you consume per week? Oh yeah, God, how much Courtney? I'm about to be put in the hot seat. So 
I'm a binge watcher and I, I calculated it. I'm probably somewhere between 20, 20 to 30 hours per week, depending Unreal. on the week. Um, usually closer to 20, but yes, that's a lot of anime. <laughs> I think I watch at least three episodes of any anime in a day. So far lower number, I would say at least eight hours. That's still a lot. You can still watch. If you skip OPs and EDs, you can still watch the full three no, episodes in I, one I, hour. I try not to because that's just the perfectionist in me. Like I need to watch an episode beginning to end without skipping the OP or ED. I'm the opposite. Unless it's like a banger OP and ED, I'm like, skip that bad boy. I don't have time. I need to watch the episode. And now you watch th- things at like one half speed or two times speed. I know. Too. If I Okay, yeah, I, I've adopted that practice where if there's an anime, because I'm a completionist, so I try my best not to drop anything. I want to at least get a good understanding of different anime. Um, if there's a show that I can like just not get into, but I'm not willing to drop it, I kind of compromise by watching it at 1.5 or two times speed. Um, so yeah, that's how I, I add to my binge watching habit. Next question, um, or set of questions or question comes from Cosmo. Um, they ask what anime character or characters best represents your co-host. I love this question. Um, to be clear, I want you to choose one or a combination of a few characters that you feel best represents your co-host personality. This was inspired by the PowerPoint presentation party story. Again, I love this. I love this question, and I'm so glad mm. that the PowerPoint party um, sparked the inspiration for this question. Um, I so, feel yeah. like. I should go first because when you were putting together your notes, you just kept looking at me and laughing. <laughs> and I know you've compiled multiple characters into <laughs> who you think best represents me. So if you don't mind, I'll go first. Yeah, I go have, for it. I only have two characters. That's Bakugo and Nobara Kugisaki. Oh, my God. Or maybe, I don't know, Sundere. Those are like Sundere characters, right? Maybe just Sundere's in general. Um, Am I a Sundere in real life? <laughs> I love my Sundere's. Oh, I couldn't find an anime character that was overly talkative. Hey, no, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm <laughs> overly talkative. Um, I'm not mad at all. I would love to be a combo of Bakugo and Nobara. Those are two really awesome characters. Mm. I, I could see myself being like Nobara. I don't take shit from anybody. Yeah, and I know you like uh, Toradora. I don't know. I've never watched it. Um, Taiga. I I, I like know. Taiga. I don't feel like I am her though because I'm a little nicer to you than okay. how she is to well, you. That's that's good to know. <laughs> but yeah, Bakugo because you know he can be kind of brash at times. You know, <laughs> sometimes he, he's just blunt, and you know that's that's fine. Uh, Kugisaki, <laughs> I think, you know she she has that that like feminine but still brutal personality <laughs> as well and i think that you emulate that pretty well as well Thanks. as well 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 i will take those i love those mine are actually a combination comes. of five, i think one two three four five characters so first off i have tadano from comey can't communicate okay. because he's kind and supportive and just like a a regular kind of guy in the best way like he's stumpy just boy. stumpy boy <laughs> he's just reliable and um, not predictable but relatable i think is a good word next i have nishikata from teasing master takagi-san um okay. you haven't watched it but no. <laughs> it's a super wholesome anime and he's always trying to one up um takagi-san and she always just kind of knows what he's up to mm. and she can like call predict his 
his actions like 10 steps ahead um and i feel like that's us like i can always kind of read you really well mm-hmm. <laughs> i know what you're up to <laughs> no that sounds very uh very suspicious no i i just like their dynamic and i feel like we have a, a similar dynamic to the two of them Next is Kudo from Inspector. And this is the one. Okay, you've seen the meme, though. Remember the meme that I shared of, um, like, the girl saying, behold, how much we are in love. And, like, she shows the cell phone picture. Oh, and it's yeah. the, it's her, like, clinging onto the guy all happy. And the guy's face is just like, oh, my fucking God. Mm-hmm. I'll share a, a, a screenshot of it in the Discord because it's I'm not doing it justice. Um, but you, I'll share it there so that everyone can see what I'm referring to. But yeah, I feel like that's us because the character, he, he obviously is in love with Iwanaga and they're in a relationship, but he does get annoyed by her and she talks <laughs> a lot. So also, there you go. Okay, I would <laughs> add that as character three. I, I didn't, from like a, a an objective perspective, I didn't think Inspector was amazing. Like it was okay. I just watched it because I loved seeing their, their relationship and their interactions. And I think it's because it hits a little close to home. <laughs> so if there's one reason I would recommend you to watch Inspector, it's just to watch these two characters. Mm, okay. Then I have Kaoru Nishima, Nishimi, Nishimi? Nishimiya? From Kids on, a, on the Slope. Oh. Because he's very musically inclined, especially with piano playing. I feel like that's that's very much you. His personality, I would say, is less you, especially in the later parts of the show. Um, but I think like his musical ability and his appreciation for music is very you. Although I need to brush up on uh, playing jazz piano. I'm not as good as Kaoru. And last but certainly not least, I have Kondo from Gintama because Gorilla. <laughs> That's oh. all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've told you before. I'm like, this is your character from Gintama. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's you, a, f- a blend of five very interesting characters. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question comes from, actually, next set of questions comes from Hernstrom. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. They ask, what's your top five Attack on Titan episodes ranked if possible? And then um, they provided their top five that we need to, uh, that we should check after we share ours. So we're not going to give any context around these episodes because we do not want to spoil anything for Attack on Titan. Um, but if you don't even want to hear episode titles, and mine aren't only from the newest season, mine stem from seasons two through four. If you don't want to hear the titles, maybe skip ahead a little bit. But I feel like at least the ones I picked, um, actually some of these might be kind of spoilery. But either way, up to you if you want to skip ahead to the next question. If not, we're just going to share the episode titles and no context around the episodes. So do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I can go first. Uh, I can go backwards just like with my other list. Um, number five for me would be That Day. Number four would be Memories of the Future. Number three would be Two Brothers. Number two would be Warrior. And number one would be Hero. And I think that's probably obvious. <laughs> I feel like I have some overlap. So um, I guess I'll go in reverse order as well. Um, my number five is Two Brothers from season four. My number four is Scream from season two. Um, my number three is The Basement from season three. My number two is Midnight Sun from season three. And my number one is Warrior from season three. And then mm. their top five, I don't know the order. So this might be in like number one to number five order. I'm not sure. Um, I'll just read it off verbatim. It's Hero, Memories of the Future, Two Brothers, The Warhammer Titan, and Assault. All very, very good episodes. 
So Hernstrom also asked a question around Attack on Titan that I, I'm nervous could be a little bit like treading into spoiler territory. So we're not going to read the question off or answer it here on the podcast, but we will reply in the Discord, Hernstrom. So we will get to that question, I promise. Um, it just we, we just wanted to avoid spoilers as much as possible, given that Attack on Titan is, um, you know, very prevalent right now. Then the next question is um, another top five. No, no, let's go for top 10 best scored anime on your mail. So this is interesting, and I need to preface this before I share mine. <laughs> so let me just preface this by saying that I score anime objectively. Even if I love an anime, if it's a five or a six, then that's the score I'm going to give it no matter how much I enjoyed it. On the flip side, if it's like an eight or a nine anime, but I didn't enjoy it, I'll still score it an eight or a nine. It's not based off of my enjoyment. Because, um, you know, you can love a show that's low rated, um, and you can also not enjoy a show that's high rated. However, when it comes to my favorite anime of all time, I give those a 10 out of 10. I know that's kind of like completely opposite of my philosophy of rating anime. Um, but when it comes to my favorites, 10 out of 10. But I also have some anime on my list that are actual 10 out of 10 objectively because they are fantastic anime. So I had 12. I'll just list all of them off and they're not in any particular order. So I have all of my 10 out of 10 anime on my mail are Cowboy Bebop, Code Geass, and Code Geass R2. Toradora, all the JoJo parts one through six, Attack on Titan season three part one. Oh, sorry, no, not part one. Attack on Titan season three part two. I actually did not like part one. Attack on Titan season four part one, and then Cowboy Bebop Ein's Summer Vacation <laughs> because it holds a special place in my heart. So I gave that one a ten out of ten. Yeah, my top ten um, is kind of the same. Some of them are scored objectively, um, and others like with Courtney, they're just my all-time favorite so going backwards from 10 to 1 uh promised neverland season one um is number 10 number nine is a silent voice number eight the devil is a part-timer number seven uh kids on the slope number six code geass um r2 number five death note number four samurai champloo number three is attack on titan the final season part one Number two is Cowboy Bebop, Ein Summer Vacation. <laughs> and number one is Cowboy Bebop. But are all of yours 10 out of 10 anime, or do some of them have scores lower than 10 out of 10? Um, only three of those have 10 out of 10. Okay. I'm just asking you. Just yeah, so the rest are, are nines. Okay. That's fair. Nine's a great score as well. And then the other half of the question, or a secondary question to that, top five worst rated anime on your mail and why? So I don't know if we'll share our why on this episode, because we actually do plan to do an episode on our worst rated mail anime, or our worst rated anime on mail at some point. So we'll save it for then, but we'll at least share um, the the five that you're, you're asking for here. So mine, I'll go in reverse order. Um, my number five worst rated is Promise Neverland Season 2, which I gave a 3 out of 10. Uh, number four is My Sister, My Writer, two special episodes, which is kind of like the OVA. I gave that a 3. Um, number three is Sword Art Online number two. Or no, Sword Art Online 2, which I gave a 3 out of 10. My number two is... My Sister, My Writer, which I gave a 2 out of 10. And if you want to hear more about that, check out the um, guest episode where we joined Otaku Melancholy podcast on their podcast to talk about My Sister, My Writer. Whew, that was interesting. And then my worst rated, my number one worst rated anime on Mal is The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, which wow. I gave a 1 out of 10 
I hate that anime. I'm sorry. I know there's people who love it, but I personally couldn't stand it. So there you go. That just makes me want to watch it. No. Understand, <laughs> understand why you hate it so much. I hate it because of Haruhi. <laughs> anyway, okay. we'll, we'll save that for a future discussion. Um, for my top five worst rated anime, um, again, in backwards order, number five is Yasuke, which I rated six out of ten. Number four, Tacked Up Destiny, which I rated six out of ten. Um, number three, Deji Meets Girl, six out of ten. Number two, Promise Neverland season two, uh, four out of ten. And number one, uh, My Sister, My Writer, which I rated two out of ten as well. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and then the last question from Hernstrom, are you planning on making fan pick episodes? Definitely. I think we'd love to do something like that. Um, we're brainstorming ideas, you know, for, for what we could ask, um, listeners or fans to, to share with us, but we'd totally be open to doing that. And we, I feel like we've incorporated that in other episodes. This is a perfect example. We have a Q and a where listeners, um, can ask us questions. Uh, we did our Valentine's day episode recently, which was episode 74 of strictly anime, where we asked listeners to share their favorite couples or ships in romance or sorry, in romance in anime. So yeah, we, we like to incorporate as much listener feedback and listener submissions as possible, but I think we would definitely want to do a fan dedicated episode at some point. Or is this more like, um, the fans choose what we watch next and we review oh that's also a good a good thought yeah if it's it's if it's that side of things we'd definitely be open to that as well maybe some at some point we can do a poll um and see you know of a couple different options what our listeners would want to hear us talk about next next up we have our friend cardigan oh backyard again god. <laughs> oh god all right brace yourselves <laughs> first question are there plans for a hentai episode in the future? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, probably not. Not on Strictly Anime anyway. <laughs> I don't mean to be harsh, but this is one of our good friends. So. <laughs> um, next question. What are your favorite live action anime? And with that, I say shut the fuck up. <laughs> None. <laughs> next question. No, I'll, I'll say maybe Detective Pikachu maybe. Oh, I guess if you count that, sure. Yeah. That, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> Um, but otherwise, none. Uh, third question. What anime that you've watched already would you want a sequel to? So I think for a long time, it was The Devil is a Part-Timer, but we did finally get that season two confirmation. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would probably say Hunter Hunter, but to be fair, we haven't finished it yet. I just know from you know general conversation that it is technically unfinished. Yeah. Um, so if I had to pick one that I did finish, finish watching i'd probably have to say blue spring ride i would love a season two of blue spring blue spring ride what about you i think for me um a silent voice uh the movie i know it was based on a manga and the movie only captured like a it captured a majority of what happened in the manga but there was some stuff after it um that was not adapted um so i would love to see like maybe an ova that captures the rest of that uh manga story um high school of the dead which we oh, watched yeah. way back in the day i think it only came out with one season um and it kind of left off on a cliffhanger if i remember correctly yeah that's a great one although i think the writer the creator passed away so that story is going to be left unfinished unfortunately but i would still love to see um a, an anime adaptation of the rest of the story past season one up until the point that the the story ends off uh, so 
I just looked up the the name of the creator, um, Daisuke Sato. So, rest in peace. Um, I think Odd Taxi. Although there's a movie coming out that kind of addresses where that show ended off. Although we're not sure if it's a, if it's like a recap movie or what it is. So we'll see. I actually don't think I, personally. I don't think Odd Taxi needs a season two. Hmm. Um, but the writing was really good. So maybe like an off like a spinoff of some sort. Yeah, I guess more so just me getting closure on where that show had a slight cliffhanger, just knowing what happens with that. And last question from Cardigan Backyard again. Also, which anime character would you want to sit on your face the most? <laughs> like, goddamn. Okay, well, if I have to choose a character to sit on my face, I guess Joseph Joestar. But then, like, he might rip ass or something. You know, he's, he's very much a, a prankster. But, yes, Joseph Joestar, I would I would be okay with him sitting on my face. I think I mentioned Jotaro earlier. Either him or Levi. That's it. <laughs> um, next, we have questions from our good friend Aaron from Under the Bun on YouTube. Aaron joined us when we did our Code Geass review series. So if you're interested in hearing those, there's several episodes, uh, but he joined us for the latter half of season one and the latter half of season two, which is R2. So he asks, when will you watch SDF Macross? <laughs> and I said, probably never. I don't know anything <laughs> about Macross or Macross. Um, Macross. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say never, but it's unlikely anytime soon. Which still opens it up for the further future. The further, further future. <laughs> the further, further, further future. <laughs> Is that your answer as well? Yes, that uh, is my answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> next question. When will you watch Bento? Um, soon. I, it's been on our watch list since you recommended it to us. And you said it has that same vibe to like Devil is a Part-Timer. So I'd be very interested in watching it. I think we just need to find the time to commit to watching it. But I think it's a shorter anime, like 12 episodes or something. So it won't be too, uh, too big of a, a task for us to do that. Oh, I thought he was talking about Ben 10. Ben 10. <laughs> well, uh, okay. that, that I no, have I seen. <laughs> yeah, I looked up Bento. And yeah, I would give this a watch. He also asked, when will you watch Penguin Drum? Is that how you say that? Penguin Drum? Mm-hmm. I said, maybe someday, because I don't know anything about this. And I, I maybe it would be up my alley. I don't know. It's like that, uh, was it Magic Conchell response? Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with Penguin Drum, but uh, you know what? I'll go with Courtney's answer. <laughs> um, next question is top anime you wish got a sequel but never did. We answered this with the previous set of questions. So again, it was Devil's a Part-Timer, already has a season two, Blue Spring Ride, you mentioned Odd Taxi, etc. Uh, next question, when will you review Akita? It's actually on our list of classic slash old school anime to review on the podcast. We don't know when we'll review it, but I think there is there are plans to eventually review Akira because that's a good movie. Next question. If you could give one anime the reboot slash FMA Brotherhood treatment, which one would it be? I would have to say Yu Yu Hakusho with a huge asterisk that I don't think it actually needs a reboot. The original is very, very good. But I would also be open to one. As long as it's like a good reboot, I would be open to one. That or maybe Ranma half or one half, depending on how you say that. This might be weird, but I would love to see uh, Marmalade Boy redone. What? I'm surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although like still keeping its kind of nostalgic charm because it does take place in the 90s. Um, Although the animation in the original, it can be rough at times, but... 
I don't I don't know is is there has there been an anime that kind of takes place within like the 90s like that rom-com kind of thing that's been but made in recent years um probably I can't well, think Well if of anyone can suggest head. one I'd love to see it cuz I've mentioned before I love the 80s and 90s that that kind of that vibe but yeah I would say Marmalade Boy would be interesting to see um in like like uh <laughs> like Wit Studio Mappa animation quality Mappa damn <laughs> that would be an epic Marmalade Boy reboot And then Aaron's last question who is the biggest clown in anime so if we're talking literal clown, I guess I'd say Hisoka. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if we're talking, Hunter, Hunter. if we're talking figurative clown, I actually have a few. So I would say Zeke from Attack on Titan. Wow. Jer- <laughs> Jeremiah from Code Geass. Okay. Brock from Pokemon. <laughs> Kazuya from Rent a Girlfriend, and Aqua from Konosuba. I only listed one. I was close to mentioning uh, Jeremiah from Code Geass. I put Okuyasu. Ooh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> from JoJo. Oh, man. So then we have a few questions that came in from Instagram and Twitter. So the first one's from Take the Wheel 64 If an anime was made about you, what studio would animate it? Who would be the voice actor? What kind of anime? So for mine, I had to say either Wit Studio or Studio Trigger. Um, and there's a reason. Wow. There's a reason. Because I would want it to be a slice-of-life comedy. But can you imagine a slice-of-life comedy made by Studio Trigger? Like, I want it to be the most epic slice-of-life comedy ever made. That, that's what I want. So there you go. Um, but voice actor-wise, uh, I would pick Yuichiro Umehara, which is a male <laughs> voice actor. But his voice, he's got, like, my absolute favorite voice in anime. Um, and yeah, I, who wouldn't want to be voiced by Yuichiro Umehara? But if I had to pick a, a female voice actress, I would say Maria Issei. Uh, the voice actor for Kilua. Yeah, Kilua, yeah. Foo Fighters from JoJo, mm. um, a lot of others. She's really good. She's very talented. <laughs> for me, it's the complete opposite. Um, for an anime made about me, I would pick JC Staff. Um, JC a, staff wow okay <laughs> in the style of way of the house husband oh my god because <laughs> uh, i think i would love to do like a, a a very very poorly i'm not i'm not saying this as a slight to jc staff in any way um because you know I, I know anime studios they they do their hardest to, to work on these shows but just something that was just so poorly drawn um, and uh, as a slice of life comedy because I think that's how my life is at this point. <laughs> um, voice actor-wise, it would be between Yuki Kaji, um, the guy who voices Aaron Yeager, because he goes from like, like his voice roles can be from like bright-eyed boy to like a cynical adult. Yeah, he's got good range. Or I guess Hiroshi Kamiya, who is the voice of Levi, but also of um, Uramichi from Uramichi Onisan, who also gives that like same cynical vibe. I feel sometimes. I would also like Kenjiro Suda to be the narrator, um, the the guy who plays Tatsune, the house husband. Um, he was Overhaul, I think, in My Hero. A lot of other roles with his like broody, raspy voice, kind of like a uh, the Morgan Freeman narrating my story. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The next question we have comes from Brian from TV Trivia Pod. 
Um, Brian says, congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I do have one question, though. How do you guys get so cool? Crystal cool. (laughs) Brian, we are not as cool as you are. That's for sure. That's definite. Yep. But I honestly, I don't know. If we're cool, I have no clue how we got that way. Maybe it's all the anime we watch. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Does watching more anime make us cool? (laughs) I think the more appropriate question is, how did you guys get so weeb? (laughs) But no, thank you. Yeah, I'll just chalk it up to all of the anime. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I'm cool yet. I aspire to be Levi-level cool. So still getting there. Then we have a question from Sergio L21, I21. Um, All it says is Rengoku versus Tengen. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go Tengen. I actually enjoy a good loose canon character who still has a sense of responsibility, and that's very much Tengen. I I found him to be all around more enjoyable than Rengoku because Rengoku is more buttoned up you know like that's that's just how it is um so yeah i'm I'm team tengen if we're choosing sides i'm also team tengen um he's just flashier and again he's that's flashy <laughs> no slight to rengoku because like you said he he is a, a very noble hashira but i think we've invested more time in learning more about tengen and so uh, to that end yeah it's gotta be tengen and for anyone who's not familiar rengoku and tengen are characters from demon slayer and then the last question that we received is from Mad Lad Vader. You're a who, mad who lad. Who prefaced that this is a joke question, but said, why do you think Kiss Sis is a 10 out of 10? And if not, why? <laughs> I have not seen Kiss Sis. I, I know of it. It's a sibling love anime, an etchy anime. Um, based on what I know, immediate 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Chef's Kiss. Maybe oh, I'll wow. watch it someday. I don't know. <laughs> no, I've, I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it, but Maybe I'm it's- sure it's a wild ride. Probably a ten ten if you're a degenerate. <laughs> but you know, if that's how if that's how you roll, then that's fine. Um, maybe it is a ten out of ten. Uh, well, but... on Mal, it's a six point eight out of ten. So I don't well, know. Well, those people are probably wrong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not you're making me curious, so I, I might just watch this and see what happens. Maybe we'll do a review episode on Kiss Sis on Strictly Anime. Yeah. If you'd like to see <laughs> a review episode of Kiss Sis on Strictly Anime, let us know somehow. Instagram, Twitter, Discord, email, let us know, and then we'll we'll gauge it from there. <laughs> and there you have it. Those are all of the questions that we got for our two-year anniversary celebration. Thank you, everyone, for submitting these questions. This was so much fun. Both the um, serious and the more troll-like questions, we enjoyed all of them. And more importantly, thank you everyone for listening to us, whether you've joined us recently or if you've been around for the last year or two, we seriously appreciate all of your support. Um, Even just listening to us on a weekly basis or whenever you have time or whether you're hanging out with us on Instagram or on our Discord or chatting with us on Twitter, anything that you do to support, we seriously appreciate because we would not be here without you. Yeah, I can't say any more than what Courtney said, like, your support and and your involvement in our our podcast is just greatly appreciated this isn't this is something that we never could have imagined when we started this podcast but it's been more than what we dreamed of so yeah from the bottom of my heart and from courtney's heart just thank you so much and um to to many more years yes we are we are going strong here at strictly anime and we don't see an end in sight and we are excited for what the future holds but yeah two whole years of strictly anime that's awesome and with that 
that concludes episode 77 of Strictly Anime. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly series and subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every Monday. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly series and on Twitter at Strictly series. And check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, where you'll also find more info on Strictly JoJo, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening, either now or over the last two years. We appreciate you. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.